Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. Guys, um, we've been trying to do this for about 15 minutes now, so I say we just power through this and see what happens. Absolutely. It's, it's 10, we've been doing this for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has not been okay. kind to us this evening. What's no. the internet? Oh, I think it's got something to do with podcasts. I'm not quite sure what. Yeah, right. So the internet's on the radio. Yeah, the internet radio. Yeah, That's right. another word I heard. Although it contains the word internet, which we also haven't really established. Like, you know, yeah. what is that? So it just blew my mind, Matt. I don't know. It's all a mystery, really. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone knows. I think people's voices just started coming out of computers and everyone just went with it. What's a computer? Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, understand that. <laughs> How are you on this podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> Just talking into this box, of course. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Multiple Nerdgasm. <laughs> um, we've had some technical issues tonight, uh, as may be apparent from our fucking around. Uh, also, um, Dave is sadly not able to make it again this week. Um, but don't despair. We don't intend to make that permanent. He's he's coming back, we hope. Yeah. Well, so. mm-hmm. I think he's dealing with some um, legal stuff uh, that came out of last <laughs> week's episode. And we won't say yeah. what it is. All we'll say is, um, Mr. Hamill, I hope that um, you and your lawyers can come to a uh, conclusion shortly. And we can have Dave yeah. back. <laughs> But this is Multiple Nerdgasm 101, and that doesn't mean we're going to give you lessons mm. in Multiple Nerdgasm. It means we're episode 101. Yep. That means we're officially in triple digits. We didn't just buck around and, and make the episode 100. We make the next one I as think well. people wondered... Well, actually, technically, technically, this is the triple digits one. Because remember we had an episode, the lost episode. <laughs> Did we? That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, really, this is That's the 100th right. episode that people have actually heard... It's right. the one we've done. Right. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. And also, there was no episode zero, so, you know. Yeah. True. All right. Well, fine. So, we're officially in triple digits now. Well so, done, guys. Well done. And, and it started well with half an hour of fucking trying to get Skype to work. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> if you're listening and you're the CEO of Skype, um, fuck you. <laughs> or the CEO of Internode, my service provi- internet service provider, who seemed to be fucking me in the ass lately. Mm. Or if you're Robbie McGregor, who does the voice of uh, the customer service on Internode, um, you're fine. You're doing well. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah. Thanks for all your hard work. Love you. He's that voice that answers when you call Internode. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, unfortunately I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of don't. I kind of want to call into know now just to hear it. Oh, you should. Robbie uh, McGregor has the best voice in Australia. Yeah, it's worth okay. it. Right. I might give him a call after Yeah, this. give him a call. I'm sure I'd be uh, happy to hear from you. Yeah. All right, well, I don't want to... Um, we're opening ourselves up for a bit of criticism by starting with a few of the things that here in the spreadsheet. Because oh, this uh, episode 101 we could be criticised for. Is that what you're saying, Matt? <laughs> well, I sure hope no but, one listened to last week's episode. Yeah, I know. Well, I wanted to start out by making fun of some Kickstarters. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I want to point out that technically we do have a Kickstarter <laughs> hanging Right. <laughs> of our yeah, own yeah. that we still haven't People delivered in glass on. houses is what you're saying yeah a little well I mean ours was successfully funded yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we have yet to deliver on anything well I, I know an update for those who back the Kickstarter we are still going to do it um, we just because obviously we haven't had Dave on the podcast yeah well, we can't even get all of us here to record the podcast let alone everyone yeah. here to yeah. film a seance we've had some um We've had some issues getting things organised, so but it um, will be happening. It by absolutely by is happening, Dave. And I can criticise because Dave doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast, so it's fine. Exactly. Um, the shirts and and hoodies and everything for the backers are here, Woo. and they're being sent out this week. Good so um, keep your eye out for those in the mail uh, if you backed at that level. Um, and yeah, we absolutely are going to do it. We just want to—we want to do it well. We don't want to fuck around and and half-ass it. And so we've been trying to. Yeah, we wanted to be um, full last. 
We want, we want all of our asses in it. All asses. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. So yes. I yeah. mean, uh, did you just promise something on air, Matt? I mean, do we, I are we now obligated to put all our asses in this? <laughs> I think we might be. So I apologise for that. Uh. But that said. Um, so it, it will eventually be a successful Kickstarter. So um, oh, he's we, we can now safely move on. All right. So we can now move on to <laughs> making fun of some some less successful Kickstarters. And I'd like to begin. Go on, kick us off. <laughs> well, this one just made me laugh. I saw it on um, Topless Robot. It was um, it's a gentleman who's um, trying to kickstart. I think it's a comic. It um, was unclear. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. It's he called Batman basic- Legacy. He just basically had a concept he wanted to throw out there. Well, and that, and it's it's also a concept that's been done before. So, um, <laughs> I mean, he knows this artwork because yeah, he's, he's recycled a picture <laughs> from an existing piece of work. Yeah, this is Batman Legacy, which is um, Batman. It, this is mostly in in lowercase, uh, low, you know, like all all lowercase with no capitalization oh, except for the word in one one instance. The word no, only one time the word Batman is capitalized. Yeah, sometimes Batman's a proper noun, sometimes it's a common noun. You know what I mean? Like yeah, our yeah. Batman or the Batman. Yeah. So, um, Batman told like never before, never before Batman becomes a legacy from father to son. Starting in the Civil War, picture is not my design. There's no punctuation in that either. That's not even the end. So There's I, no I repeat. Stop, so continue reading. Well, this is this is the head. I'll repeat. Batman told like never before. Batman becomes a legacy from father to son, starting in the Civil War. Picture is not my design. <laughs> About this project, I want to make my mark on the Batman legacy. I want to write a series spanning over 100 years of the cowl being handed down from father to son, starting back in the Civil War era when Bruce Wayne's great 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 grandfather had his entire family slaughtered by Union soldiers and went out to seek revenge. Sorry, by Union soldiers. So Batman's actually a confederate. <laughs> <laughs> Batman side with the South. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is really yes. funny. Otherwise, he'd have to give Alfred back or give him his <laughs> freedom. Indentured. And when I <laughs> went out to seek vengeance, uh, slaughtered by Union soldiers, and went out to seek vengeance. During this, he fathered a son right before his death, who was taken by Ra's al Ghul and trained by the League of Shadows. If I go any further, it'll ruin the series. So if you like it, please don't. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't go any further. I just further read the risks it. and challenges. Oh my god! Yeah, see the funny, the funniest challenge is the first one where it goes. The only real challenge I can really see is getting DC's permission to do this. <laughs> yeah, but with that the money, might I, be a bigger but, challenge than you think. And he says, "But with the money I raise here, I will fly to Burbank and pitch my idea to them and hope that they okay it." Thank you for your time. Wow. So anyway, um, so far four people have backed this. This is uh, this is current. This Kickstarter. Four people so have backed wanna... it, and he's up to thirteen dollars. These are these are <laughs> not some hefty backings. He wants three thousand. He doesn't say why. <laughs> he doesn't say what it's for. Uh, it's to go to Burbank, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's for well, flights or accommodation. But where is he? Also, I'm not sure anyone oh, with a name like Ra's al Ghul was living in America uh, around the time of the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. They would probably stand out Good as point. being uh, a bit of the odd one out. You know that game yeah. on The Simpsons? Where, sorry, you know that you know that segment on Sesame Street where it's one of these kids is doing his own thing. That that would be <laughs> yeah, Ra's al right. Ghul. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ra's al Ghul would have been um, would have been in the South during. Yeah, that here, they would have noticed as him. Well. They would have noticed him yeah. standing there. <laughs> he would have been, he would have been cleaning up after the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Batman, uh, Batman Legacy. Well, look, Batman I mean, the, that sounds great. World. I mean, I'm all, I, uh, I'm all almost intrigued enough to kick in, except that he needs three grand for this, and he's not going to get it. And even when he does, I don't even know what this is. And even. With that, he's not going to get permission to do it. So, no, of if you're just going to put Batman fan fiction on the internet, you don't need permission for that. I mean, you do, but nobody does. So, just do it. You don't need more <laughs> cash for that. That's right. But it did yeah. inspire me to um, look for some more failed Kickstarters, because let's be honest, I mean, we've made fun of a lot of Kickstarters that have made a ton of cash, but um, there's actually a website yeah. called kickended.com, which uh, is only the Kickstarters that have made exactly $0 of mm-hmm. their goals. And uh, have yep. you guys had a chance to check this out? I have, yeah. I've looked a at a couple, yeah. Find anything you like? Absolutely, yeah. I've got um, I've got two here in particular. Um, 
if you'd like me to proceed. Oh, um, the first I found um, is, a, is a film called A Dingo Movie. <laughs> yep. Um, a Dingo Movie sees a man raised by an isolated tribe of Aborigines since he was six months old uh, and then taken to London, England. Now, I want to read you the full outline because it's kind of great. Yeah. In 1986, a plane crashes off the coast of Australia. There is one survivor, a baby boy, yep. who washes up on shore, oh, where, yeah. he's taken in by a, where he's taken in by a pack of dingoes, raised by them until the age of five, and then taken in by an <laughs> Aboriginal tribe, and raised in their culture until adulthood. But they couldn't have Given saved the name by just making the Aborigines find him? <laughs> Apparently not. Well, no, because he then... gets passed around. The next, the next part wouldn't happen, which is, oh, okay, given the name on. Dingo by the tribe... He remains within the tribe, never encountering the world outside his village. That is until a TV crew filming in the area locate Dingo's tribe. Seeing an opportunity to make some fast cash, they barter with the tribe to take the Dingo ba- to take Dingo back to London, England, where they film his experience of this whole new world he has never known to comedic effect. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with the Aborigines bartering for their children. I mean... <laughs> The shit that went on in this country yeah. up until and including the seventies is is just a little, just a little too on the nose, man. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and this is a this is a UK production. I was going to ask so, that. Is this is written by an Australian? I don't think. I don't think he knows a lot about Australia. I don't think he knows. To be honest, all about Australia. I'd still like so, to see that um, movie, though. <laughs> I mean, and it takes place in 1986. So I suppose it's possible uh, that you know what? a plane crash would go unnoticed. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, how much money did he need for this project? He wanted um, one thousand five hundred pounds. Okay, so he got he got okay. zero. Um, and, and that risks obviously and challenges wasn't with... to produce the film. I mean, that's that's low, low budget. Well, there, it doesn't say. It just says. Risks and challenges. We are a team with over thirty years' experience in the TV and film industry behind us, and to guide us. Is that We're... just watching it, or? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the gods must be crazy, and I wanted to make the same movie, <laughs> but in the outback. <laughs> yeah, we're dealing with Mother Nature on this production, and do face the potential for weather-related delays. I think that any film could say that. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> we have structured the shooting schedule to allow for this occurrence, so that should weather prevent us from filming a scene outdoors at any point, we can retreat and film indoor scenes until a weather window opens up, allowing us to film outside. That's that's the only risk they they can see with this. <laughs> we might not be able to film outside sometimes, so we'll film inside instead. <laughs> On our £1,000 budget for a feature film that's being shot internationally. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, no, I assume... Well, you I, let me know I, how um, you go with that, guys. Yeah, I assume they're going to simulate Australia in the UK by magic, I guess. Well, I mean... It, it doesn't, look, it doesn't state, look very much... Well, two of us, two of the three of us live in a state called New South Wales, so I assume mm-hmm. that there's a part of South Wales <laughs> that looks exactly like this. So, if you're listening... I don't know that's true, Dan. And you're filming in Britain, just go down to South Wales, and um, it looks yeah. exactly like the Outback, I'm sure. Well, I mean, to be fair, tonight it is pissing down with rain, so it probably <laughs> yeah, does true. look a lot like it. But uh, under normal circumstances, two days ago... And we are ago, dead in the middle of summer, and I had a hoodie yeah. on today. Yeah. And two days ago, we were visited by Satan himself, um, and uh, it was about 40 fucking degrees, so... Yeah. I don't know if that happens in England. In fact, I'm confident that it doesn't. In fact, last time I was over that way, um, there was a heat wave in France, uh, and it was about 35 degrees. And people were people were collapsing in the street, going, Sacre bleu! <laughs> that, that's just a normal day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, look, I've found I some uh, some gems on Kick Ended as well. I mean, there's this one, Florida Treasures, 31 Lighthouses. Uh, this book will be a collection of 31 lighthouses from the perspective of a professional photographer and licensed captain. I mean, you know, riveting. <laughs> um, he got zero dollars of his $20,000 goal. So, I don't quite know why you need $20,000 to find lighthouses. Street mm. Dreams, and that's dreams with a Z on the end. I would like to interview unique people with ambitious goals and tell the story of why and how they come up with their ideas. <laughs> Not just how, why. Why do you come up with ideas? <laughs> oh, I just think of them. But the reason that I'm really paused on this one is because 
you know, synopsis aside, the picture is of two chicks in torn-up midriffs with big boobs poking out and their <laughs> pants kind of pulled down to what I assume is the, of course the, the legal limit. <laughs> and I just don't really see what it's got to do with it. But, you know, it did get my, it did get my attention. They only needed 1500 bucks, but they, they still got zero. Um, and the other one that I thought was good is uh, Locomotion Shoes, The Walking Billboard, uh, which is also decided to self-proclaim the coolest shoes. And um, this is basically shoes that have a circuit board in the sole and some kind of projector. He doesn't quite go into uh, detail of how it works, but any logo that you decide you want to advertise can be projected onto the exterior of your shoes as you walk along. <laughs> All right. And he needs five grand to just... make a prototype. Or I could just put a sticker on there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I'm not sure why you do want to advertise brands. I mean, I mean, yeah. am I making some cash off of this? Am I going to Coca-Cola and going, how much would you give me if I wear your logo on my glow-in-the-dark shoes? Although, I mean, people, if you want to, if you want to put the multiple nergasm logo on your shoes, please go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to give you any cash because we run this at a loss, but uh, you know, <laughs> yes, it'd really can. help us out. I'll, I'll give you a hug. Yeah. Yep. Anyone who does that, I will give you a hug. There you go. And Luke <laughs> All right. is a good hugger. <laughs> Dan's right, though. We do pay for the hosting, uh, the website, and distribution on iTunes and everything like that ourselves. So if you like the show and you'd like to support us a bit, we have a Patreon page now. Patreon is a service where you can sort of subscribe and choose an amount to pay for each episode we release. Um, we generally try and release an episode a week, so that would average out at about four a month. Um, if you back us for like a dollar an episode, that means that we would get about four dollars from you a month, um, and we put that towards hosting costs and, and stuff like that. And you can set an upper limit for each month, um, so you can say that no matter how many episodes we put out, you don't want to give us more than two or three dollars every month. So that way we can't just chuck up 10 episodes and surprise everybody and take more money than you were expecting and that kind of thing. Um, and there are also there are milestone goals. So um, we've said on there at the moment that if we reach $20 total pledged for every episode, um, then we guarantee we'll do at least two segments every week. Um, sometimes we don't do them because we get busy during the week and real life gets in the way of like preparation and things like that. But if you, know, you guys are willing to chuck in and support us, then and we appreciate that and we'll reciprocate by adding more and more cool stuff to the show. So if we reach that $20 milestone, um, then we'll add more milestones and we we'll see what happens. We're also going to look at offering some kind of exclusive um, content or stuff for people who um, back us on Patreon. So if you become a Patreon backer, then you also get access to this other stuff. We haven't really determined what that is yet, um, so that we, we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll... Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have more information on what that is. Um, so you, you can sign up at patreon.com slash multiple nerdgasm or if you go to multiple nerdgasm.com there's a link on the page. Anyway, um, back to Kickstarter. Luke, did you find anything on that site? Uh, another one I found. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, Stage More, hmm. which is a, um, uh, a, a... I think it's a show... Yeah, this show takes a look at the activity of an off-off Broadway theatre and the people in it. Um, the trailer for this made me laugh because at a certain point, some very dramatic music starts, and you can't just you just can't hear the dialogue at all in the trailer anymore. So that that <laughs> yep. made me laugh. But the other thing that made me yeah, laugh is um, <laughs> yeah, um, they wanted ten grand to to do the show. Um, they didn't get any money. And then at some point, um, the there's just a comment from from the creator yeah, saying, "Thanks for nothing." On Wednesday, on Wednesday, twenty grand will be invested, and then and that's it. <laughs> nothing else on there. So, um, and except the name of the project has been changed to Stage More. The project is a go. So congratulations. Um, I guess despite the um, the appearance of failure. It was a success. Well, let, um, let's but go no back details. a second there. So they were asking for mm-hmm. ten grand. Yes, they're asking for ten grand, right? He, yes, they got zero. <laughs> yes, and they've put a comment there, reaching out to to the zero backers, 
saying, <laughs> yep. fuck you, we're putting in our own money, and we're putting in double. <laughs> well, it, do- it doesn't say who put it... Th- it literally just says, on wed... Wait, here we go. Oh, no, here we go. There's more comments in the comments section, and then there was an update. Com- okay. Rumors of a huge investment coming this week. And then, project oh. is a go. And then, nothing. So, <laughs> well, fuck knows what so happened. Got a, an anonymous benefactor. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was just being didn't really random. I was interviewing a um, guy a couple of weeks ago, the um, curator of the Sydney Festival. And um, English is a second language. And I, and I think he just had a lot on his plate and was kind of trying to remember everything and kind of talk right. But he ended up saying something that sounded like it was supposed to be really profound, but I think it was just a, a slip of the tongue. But um, he said, this is one of those events that only 10 people will get to... S- Sorry, this is one of those events that only 10,000 people will get to see, but 20,000 people will remember it for the rest of their lives. And it was like, what? Whoa. Why will twice as many people remember it as the people who saw it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, in a way... Yeah. Threat? <laughs> <laughs> I've just found another one. Yeah. It's called the Sclody Project. And it's a clothing line startup with a web <laughs> presence spelled P R E S E N T S soon to follow oh, in a very we unique all get way. Gifts. <laughs> and the pictures are of the t shirts are pictures of a bear, uh crudely drawn cartoon bear who's, like, opening up his jacket to sell you some mushrooms. And then the, there's another shirt where it's the bear sitting underneath the toadstool eating mushrooms. So, I don't know what I don't know what the deal with this is. Oh, I think you've gone a little dark again, Matt. You mean, as in I'm being creepy, or as in you can't hear me anymore? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that was weird. Speaking of dark, on a, um, on a sad note, the, um, the creator of Sclody says, I have literally put my life into Sclody. Everything I own except my TV, I have sold just to put into this. I sit up night and day promoting this, calling, asking for favours, doing everything I can possibly do. This is my passion and my dream, and even the smallest thing could help. Thank you. He got zero dollars. God. How much did he want? Sold everything. A thousand. He sold everything but his TV. If you just sold the TV, you could have got a grand. There's your thousand dollars. You've done this. Well, I just found one which it's a bit weird. <laughs> so it's something that possibly could have done well. So I funded a project on Kickstarter and all I got was this Lousy T-shirt t-shirt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's not a crazy idea. No, I mean, cool. that's, I've gotten some pretty shitty T-shirts off of Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get some more. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, so they've got our logo be, on them. He's going to charge 20 bucks each. But what he's got here is his risks and challenges. He doesn't have any risks. He's an experienced screen printer, so production will not be a problem. And he'll ship them in a flat-rate USP envelope to all supporters. The okay. picture he's got of it is just something he's drawn in paint. <laughs> oh, no. It's not even a T-shirt. Oh, right. He's just so experienced, you could have made a T-shirt. Yeah, right make a demo version, surely. Mm. See, some of these... I, I mean, we laugh, obviously, but I mean... I. Kickstarter was silly as well. That was the point. Um, mm. And, yeah. you know, it was a silly video. Um, but I just wonder if these people... Did they just put it up and then let it sit there? And, and then, like, maybe they didn't understand how they how to get people to... Like, the, not even to have one of their friends even kick in for it. Yeah, surely they didn't even put this on Facebook or, you know... You put it on Facebook and, and your mum kicks in, you know. Yeah. Mm. And I understand that, but, like... Cause here, yeah, because here's the thing. Like, if you're going to do a Kickstarter, if you're a listener and you, you want to Kickstart something, you've got to get people you know yeah. to help you out. Because if people go to your Kickstarter and nobody is kicked in, nobody at all, yeah. then nobody will. That's right. Like, we, we, we had the benefit of, of a small but established fan base. So we, we put ours up, we put it out, so people chucked in some money. So immediately it looked like it was going somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I mean, Kickstarter's not a... Because I back... I back quite a lot of pro. I back quite a few projects, and if I was to see something, even if I thought it was good and it had zero, yeah, I'm going to shy away from it. 
Yeah, even though it doesn't matter. Because the thing is, you can back a project and um, if it doesn't get funded, you don't pay. then you don't pay. So mm. it, it doesn't really matter that much, but it just doesn't look It just feels good, like a lost you know? cause. And the novelty yeah. of, of Kickstarter has worn off to the point where nobody just goes to Kickstarter to browse. Like That's right. You've got to see it on your friend's Facebook. Yeah. Or- like most recently, I backed uh, the new um, Kickstarter for the new Shadowrun, Shadowrun Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Hebrained Schemes, um, the games company. Um, they're backed another. They're doing another um, Shadowrun game, and they've already been. It's already over a million dollars. And I saw that on uh, Twitter, I think. Yeah. Um, but then it, you know, it ended up on all the gaming sites and that kind of thing. Like, I think if you just put something up on Kickstarter and then walk away, then yeah. that's you might as well just not. Bother. That's right. If that's the only effort you put in, that's the only return you're going to get. Like, you yeah. might get really lucky. Like, that guy who did the oh, potato salad. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, but I'd, I'm guaranteed that that guy didn't just do that. He probably he would have sent that around, he would have put it on Facebook, mm. and he would have got... Somehow, he got the ball rolling, you know? Because yep. otherwise, no one would see it. Well, while we've been talking, I actually just backed a project on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Exploding kittens. Go on. Oh, that's the um, the, the, uh, the oatmeals Yeah, game. the oatmeal game. The yeah, card game. Yep, they needed ten thousand. They're at four million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have twenty three days to go. Yeah, that went well for him. Well, yeah. for them, I should say. For them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, some of them, some Kickstarters got. So that's the thing. It makes people think they can do anything, and and really, you could. It's mm. just that you've got to, you've got to have that spark, and you've got to get it out there. Like now that we've done it the first time, I think um, if we were to do it again, I think we would do better. I agree. There were things I would do differently about ours. Mm. I don't know if this is <laughs> this isn't really the Kickstarter advice podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, if people want, if people, if people <laughs> listeners want to know more, shoot me an email. Because yeah, um, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. Running a Kickstarter, even a silly, simple one like ours, is quite a lot of work, and I appreciate more how much effort a lot of people put in <laughs> to um, to Kickstarters. No, it, it's quite a lot of effort. Like, mm. because you've got to make sure people don't just ignore it. It doesn't just draw off the radar. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep the people who've backed it informed. You've got to fucking um, uh, shit on Twitter. You've got people asking questions. You've got, it's just, yeah. I didn't expect it to be quite as much trouble. Well, not trouble, but it required a lot of attention. Mm. So, I can see why one's people asking for you. You know, big games that are asking for, you know, like four hundred grand or whatever. Man, that would be a f- like a nightmare to manage. Yeah. Like, that's a full time job managing a Kickstarter for something that big. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Anyway, mm. not the most hilarious um, five minutes of me talking about Kickstarter. <laughs> 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 something that might be hilarious um apparently it is now possible or maybe it's always been possible for um for for a black couple to have a white baby did you know that uh i didn't know don't that really until don't i read this hilarious article. though <laughs> <laughs> really you don't think it's funny i think it's funny i imagine the look on his face was pretty yeah funny. but you know what they go through the article kind of names a few different scientific possibilities theories why two black people mm. would have a white baby. But I think they're ignoring mm-hmm. the most obvious, which is mm-hmm. that she's just not confessing that she has sent <laughs> yeah, a know. white person. I know. And he says, well, I thought of that at first, but nah. Yeah. He's confident that it's his. I mean, look, it might be. I just thought it was it was, I, it was a funny story. I mean, story. look, I knew it could happen but... the other way around because that's the way genes mm. work and dominant genes... Um, but I didn't mm. realise it could be inverted like this. Yeah, because particularly the baby has blue eyes. Oh, man. And that's... Imagine being a literally white Caucasian child, right? <laughs> so you got a moustache. And trying, going your whole life trying to convince people you're black. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but also, you're also going to have this whole yeah. complex where your parents going, no, you're not adopted. Yeah. And you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like... I look nothing like you. I know, so many questions are going to be asked when he's at school. Yeah. Oh, man. But, like, yeah, like you said, like, it's... 
it's blue eyes, blonde hair, baby. Like, yeah. come on, really? I mean, they say that, yeah, okay, maybe it's possible. And they've come up with a couple of suggestions, but man, that if I was him... I'd be getting a little test done. <laughs> yeah, I would as well. You know, I read an article recently about another strange birth thing, which was a woman who got pregnant to two separate men at the same time. I've heard of something mm. like that. Basically, yeah, she I've ovulated twice and had two sexual partners in a short period of time, and both of the eggs were fertilized. So she had twins. Uh, two different men. That's so And weird. I'd love it. I'd love to think that one was a black dude and one was a white dude, and so there was a black and white baby. <laughs> or like one was Danny DeVito and one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. And um, and we're getting a sequel to I Twins. Can, yeah. <laughs> Although apparently we weren't we already getting one of those with Eddie Murphy? Yeah, that's right. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger thought that was hilarious. hilarious. That, uh, he was black. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't ever said that. He just said, "I think you can imagine why that would be funny." <laughs> Look, speaking of casual racism, right? <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know how there's there's towns all over the world with funny names, you know, and sure. Um, we've got a lot of them over here. Yeah, yeah, they, they, that, that's right. And uh, you know, just through the language barrier, there's sometimes names that kind of sound like foreign words that make perfect sense in their home country, but sound a bit rude overseas or something like that. I think yep. I've found the best one, and this isn't a misnomer, and it's not just lost in translation. There is a town in Spain. <laughs> called Mata Judios and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong and we have at least one <laughs> listener in Spain who uh, can correct me Mata Judios which literally translates into kill the Jews oh. <laughs> really? and uh, it's left over from a time when uh, the town was quite anti-Semitic so it's, it's <laughs> really? not even like there was you know something that's kind of lost through the ages, through the translation. No, no, no. Um, it was just a bunch of bigots who called their town Kill the Jews, um, who recently, there. this year, oh, it's t- last year, I should say, 2014, uh, had a referendum in their town. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. And <laughs> 93% of the village uh, decided to, uh, it was time to change the name. I have to ask a question. <laughs> had they tried to change it in the past? No, the they had not. Okay. No. Hadn't come up. Didn't come up. Um, so, do you want to know what they're changing it to? <laughs> yes. So, instead of uh, Marta Judios, which is kill the Jews, they're changing it to uh, Mota de Judios, which means hill of the Jews. <laughs> hill of the Jews. Yeah. Um. I guess they figured it had to still rhyme. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, does that mean does that mean the Jews are now welcome there? Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, let me read you a little bit of this article. Here is a quote from the mayor: "We are very happy because of my. We are very happy because a majority were in favour of the change. The phrase Dios mm. did not correspond with the way this village thinks or acts these days, <laughs> nor with our village flag, which actually has a Star of David on it." I was going to say, one of the locals is pissing on the star on the flag, but... <laughs> the mayor also aims to restore the village's old Jewish quarter. Um, what happened to that? Yeah, what happened to well, I don't think he would. <laughs> so there's a lecturer in linguistics uh, at a Spanish university who had this to say. Is it right to change the name? Yes. Am I personally insulted <laughs> by the name? Not really. <laughs> he says there are there is actually a history of Spanish towns being called after racist things uh, that should be ignored, like <laughs> Mata Moros, which is kill the Moors, a historic word used to describe the Muslims who uh, once uh, resided in a large part of Spain. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, words like that are so strongly ingrained that most Spanish people really aren't aware of the connotation. So, if they say the word Matamoros, they don't literally mean kill Arabs. 
And I'd imagine that's the same with Matahudios. So, maybe. Maybe. You'd imagine. Yeah. So then I assume they This don't. article, uh, the writers of this article, contacted uh, Matamoros, um, Kill the Moors, and asked them if they planned to change their name as well. And their mayor said, We have never thought of altering it. It's a historic name. You're born with it, and you live with it. <laughs> so there you go. Fair enough. There is a gentleman... Um, I thought this was just really interesting. Um, a 23-year-old British man has been suffering from constant deja vu, which may have been triggered by anxiety. Matt, you bring this up um, every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first time a link between deja vu and anxiety has been made. Mm. Um, so, you know, don't, they're not quite sure yet. But basically, this guy just keeps having deja vu all the time and it says here there was one instance where he went to get a haircut as he walked in he got a feeling of deja vu as if he'd been to get a haircut before Mm. and then he had deja vu of the deja vu like he had deja vu that he had deja vu of getting a haircut before yeah he couldn't think of anything else and he felt like he was trapped in a time loop and then he starts to get anxious and it gets worse and worse and worse and he, he just feels like he's trapped in a time loop. Jesus, and he just head. spirals back in time. <laughs> in, Maybe mentally, he is yeah. trapped in a time loop and this isn't deja vu. <laughs> could be. Is, he, is it Bill Murray? It could be Bill Murray. <laughs> Someone made a um, great suggestion the other day. They should announce that they're doing a sequel of Groundhog Day and then just re-release Groundhog Day. <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> That's a fucking excellent. Call it Groundhog Day 2. Make a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. They... I, would, I would go see it. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, would I. Apparently, um, I learned in this article, actually, that Deja Vu is apparently way more common uh, when you're younger. Um, you first know. experience it around the age of six or seven... And then it happens most often between the ages of 15 and 25. And then it kind of trails oh, off. Right? Huh. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. I did um, walk around kind of bewildered between the ages of 15 and 25. I must admit that. I don't know if I was having yeah, deja sure. vu, but I really didn't know what was going on. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I'll buy it. The photos in these articles always make me laugh because they're just so melodramatic. Like, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's like... Every, there's. One photo of a brain scan, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the two other photos in this article are both of people with their heads in their hands, like like ultimate despair. These like, are reminding oh, me God. of the same pictures on the article we read a couple of weeks ago about the guy who couldn't but, stop orgasming. Yeah, exactly. Orgasming at his father's funeral and on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> his father's funeral. That was an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who forgot, he didn't just orgasm at his dad's funeral. He orgasmed nine times as they were lowering the casket into the hole. <laughs> and then there was, as the article went on, there were photos of him gradually, like, increasing in despair. Like, yeah. in one he's just sat, he looks a bit sad, and then the next one his hand, head's in his hands, and then the last one he's just lying on the ground, like, begging to God to make the, make the jizz stop. Ah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so yeah, uh, constant deja vu. That would be um, that would be fucking annoying. I um, can't imagine. And um, someone said um, people have suggested that um, it's similar to vertigo. Um, people have suggested that's because the ear canal is near the temporal lobe, which may control. It. Look, they really they just They've don't got know. No idea. They got no fucking. You know idea. what I realized? Your brain just does dumb shit. You know what I learned lately? We have no idea why we yawn. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Scientists are at odds arguing over that one. Like, and um, what is dreaming? Yeah. Like, what the fuck do we dream? Like, it's it's weird. Yeah. Well, didn't they explain dreaming? That's your brain going, I something, nothing's happening, and it wants to create something. Well, I don't think that's fact. I think that's a theory, and it's a pretty good theory. Mm. Like, because my brain gets bored and tries to fill in the yeah. blanks itself. My it does that. Does do that during lot. does that during the day. So <laughs> I'm sure it does it when I'm asleep. But um, I've just uh, so we're yeah. on the BBC website looking at this article, mm. and I've just clicked on a link in the sidebar for a um, 
another article. And maybe we'll cut this. I don't know whether it's okay to laugh at this or not. But I just noticed the headline, 14-year-old boy raped while walking the dog. And I know it's not funny that he got raped. But whilst walking the dog, the dog implies that he didn't stop and he didn't let go of the dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't raped while he was out to walk the dog. You know, he was raped while he was walking the dog. During the the time he was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The poor kid. Well, we don't have, um... We don't have any more midget watch. But, um... Don't we? As far as I'm aware. You can still send aware. in photos if you want. Yeah. But we do have a bit of midget news. I love a bit um, of midget news. And we actually have a jingle for that. Uh, <laughs> from a very, very long time ago. And it goes like this. Midget News! That's great. So, before, um, before Midget Watch, I think, there was, um... There was Midget News, and there was actually also... Um, I believe there was Dwarf Watch queued. as well, wasn't there? I was going to say, I don't have that queued up. But give me a minute, because it's, it's worth hearing the jingle for Dwarf Watch. We should just do an episode where we just, just listen to all the, all the old stupid jingles. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Dwarf Watch jingle. That's ridiculous. Well, Matt, why don't you uh, let us know what the dwarf news is? Sorry, midget news. Midget news! <laughs> See what you did there. Well, dwarf stripper, Kat Hoffman. I'm familiar with Kat Hoffman. Yeah, I yeah, thought I'm you might be. Lie. I'm familiar with Kat. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Dan, but she's found love with her army sergeant fiance. Uh, who happens to be six foot tall. Yeah, well, I just couldn't compete with that. No. <laughs> the, article, the article makes heavy mention of the fact that he's very tall and she's a dwarf. So, in fact, this article has a lot of little little phrases in it that make Look, me I agree with that. Let's, um, let's go through and let's pick out the gems, shall we? Do you want to <laughs> sure. take, us, uh, take us through? Well, you can... <laughs> you can, you can well, I just... You know, the, the whole article is written with a kind of tongue-in-cheek mentality that I just really find uh, quite entertaining. When Kat Hoffman was growing up, bullies were a big problem for her. <laughs> like, you know, like there's, there's a size pun in almost every sentence. Yeah, absolutely. I like... My, fa- my absolute favourites, there's two, and they're kind of... It's actually the same paragraph. Mm. Hoffman plans to spend... Five more years dancing before hanging up her pint-sized pasties for good. <laughs> Still, she thinks shaking her tiny tail feather sends a positive message for anyone with a disability. Which I'm sure it Look, does. Look, I mean, yeah. They didn't need to have back- pint-sized or t- tiny in there at all. That's all I'm saying. Probably not. Look, the thing about it... Look, we all know there's midget strippers. But, um... <laughs> we know. <laughs> but, uh... Does anyone really... You know, take the time to hear the story behind why they became a midget stripper. Well, assuming that they're a midget already and they just decided to become a stripper. I don't think anyone decides to become a midget (laughs) stripper. Um, When Hoffman returned to 18, she discovered a way to make her short stature a big advantage when she visited a local strip club. By the end of the night, I was on stage in the nude, Hoffman said. Um, (laughs) So, there you go. But what I really love is... um, her sister Renee, who is also a dwarf, has reservations. I've been to her shows before. They're not there to see her. They're there to laugh at her. Hoffman doesn't care about the haters. I call myself a smile producer, not an exotic entertainer, she says. Well, doesn't matter what you call yourself, though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I... I, Yeah, that's... I can see where her sister's coming from, and I can see also, if she's... If she's kind of taking advantage of the fact that whatever the people are there for, if they're giving her money and she's okay, she doesn't give a yep. shit. She just she's mm. like, if they're going to give me money to do this, I'll fucking take advantage well, of it. Pretty then much, she can I say, laugh at them back like this. I say, good honor, like yeah, because yeah. you know, fuck oh, it. Yeah, power like, if she's you're giving me money, like I think something like that could be could be degrading if you let it but if she goes with it and she fi- she's having fun and she 
she doesn't care. And it sounds it doesn't sound to me like she thinks she's being like no know, like exploited. Ridiculed or anything like that. And I wouldn't have thought that looking at her. You know, she I mean she's she's a dwarf obviously, but she's not, you know. Go on. <laughs> Admit you find her attractive. Yeah. She's alright for a for a, yeah, for a dwarf. There you yeah. go. That'll do. Um this I find interesting. Do you guys know how they met? No. Hoffman says performing not only gave her confidence about her body, but it also helped her find true love in the form of her six-foot-tall army sergeant, Eric Bushner, 34, who wanted to meet her after seeing her pictures online. Oh. How romantic. Now, just just to see what he might have seen, I decided to do a quick Google image That could have been you, Dan. I know. could have been you. And you pretty much see it all. I mean, there's pictures of her yep. fingering other midgets... Um, licking the tits <laughs> of regular-sized women. There's a I picture I, of her I, painted I... blue as a nude Smurfette, <laughs> which is now my desktop background. <laughs> <laughs> also, I will point out, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, and people have, we've had people <laughs> write in and remind us, and we know, we just, you know... <laughs> I'm not that fussed about it. You're not supposed to call them midgets, right? Except she calls herself Cat the Midget Stripper. Yeah. I think um I think it's the same as most things where you can find something offensive if you want to. And maybe it's also to do with the fact that she is one so she can use that word like I mean if it was like Butch the <laughs> stripper, then that doesn't mean it's okay for us to say <laughs> now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yep. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I do like this line. The height difference does pose some problems, but nothing too big that I can't handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, also, I just love that this whole article is is pretty patronizing as it yeah, is. It really because it's is. like like the title of the the article is is all right, dwarf stripper cat often finds love with army sergeant. All right, that's still a bit patronising because yeah. she, you know, okay, fine. I'm sure dwarves get married all the time, but the the video that they've got on there, the title is dwarf stripper supported by loving fiance. Like they, it, it's I assume because of the, the stripping aspect of it, but it's just <laughs> yeah, know, it's just all of it patronising. Yeah. Midgets get know? married and strippers get married too. So, the fact that yeah. a dwarf stripper gets married shouldn't really blow anybody's mind. Although, it is adorable. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, this, this week's Midget News. Nice. Midget News! So, Two weeks let's see what I've been up to this week. Um, hmm. Luke, remember about two years ago you gifted Dave uh, DCS Black Shark? Yes, I and, do and remember. And he, he played it for, how long was it? 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> earlier in he the... begged me for that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he did. Yeah. So, uh, during the week, Matt gifted me a game, uh, Civilization V. Thanks yep. for that, Matt. Um, You're welcome. I don't know if you can access my profile and see how much I've been playing... Yeah, yeah, I'll just have a quick You want to have a quick one? But just in contrast to Dave, Dave (laughs) played uh, Luke's gift for 12 minutes. And um, (laughs) in the last couple of days, Matt, I've played Civ for... uh, Well, Luke will tell us. Um, Holy crap! 32 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I really do love this game. Wow. Okay. I'm so I'm, I'm very very glad to have again. It to you thanks. Thanks for that. I probably should have just bought this years ago when it came out. <laughs> it's been sitting you in my to... wish list. Yeah. No. It literally came up and told me. I bought um, uh, Beyond Earth, which is the new. It's it's sort of an expansion, sort of a standalone game. Mm. It's the one that's set in space. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, and I already had Civ Five. Um, and this came in a pack with all the expansions for Civ 5 and Civ 4 and Civ 3 as well, I think. Um, and so at the end of it, I had a copy left over. And it literally came up and said, oh, you've got a copy of Civ 5. 
Dan wishes for Civ Five. <laughs> like <laughs> some poor kid who can't afford it. Yeah. That was that was the wording. It was like Dan wishes for it, and I, I couldn't say no. I did wish for it, but I did, and I got it. Wishes do come true. But no, I seriously love this yeah. fucking game. All right, awesome, good. Um, yeah, I no, it's good. Checked, it's good fun. And while I was on there, I decided to check to see if Dave's been playing Black Shark anymore. And? He's now played it for half an hour. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So, um, who's your favourite? Um Civilization to, to play, play as. as. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can if you can choose. Maybe you can. I just don't know how. But I've been randomly assigned every time I've started to play. <laughs> okay, you can, you can choose. choose. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, go into advanced settings. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had a pretty long-lasting campaign as the Greeks, uh, mm-hmm. which was good. Um, played all the way through Big to mind. the end. Because um, there's several ways you can you can win the game or let's just say there's several ways you can end the game. One of them is just yep. to get to the year 2050 uh, without having been wiped off the planet. Um, so yep. my Greeks were uh, successful in lasting that long. That was, uh, that was good. Uh, right now I'm playing as the Siamese Empire. <laughs> the mm-hmm. ill-fated Siamese Empire. And I'm doing quite well. Played a bit earlier today. Went to war with Germany. And uh, <laughs> yeah, wiped the floor with them. So mm. that's good. Made uh, made an alliance with uh, Arabia. That's going well. Mm-hmm. Got a bit of a free trade good. agreement going with them, so it's good. <laughs> um, I'm just going to put this out there. I just added a game to my wish list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is um, it? The Homeworld Remastered Collection. See, I don't think I own a copy of that, um, and I don't know if there's a scenario where I'm going to accidentally Buy two end up with an extra copy. <laughs> yeah, but if that ever happens, I promise you, I will gift it to you. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Actually, I'm probably just going to buy it. It comes out. Yeah, now. I was going to say, don't hold your breath. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've, I've, to be honest, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play games lately, unfortunately. Um, mm. But I have been trying to play a bit more Dragon Age. Um, but I don't know, you guys haven't played it at all yet, have you? No. I played the first five minutes of it and then put it aside. Yeah, so did I. But I don't really count oh, that okay. as having played it. No. <laughs> well, look, I mean, ow, i got a cramp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> fucking hurts. Leave this in. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm back. Um, I've played up to what I would consider the, I've played through what I would consider the first kind of section of the game mm. and yep. um, it's fucking excellent oh really? Like you're enjoying it? yeah it's, yeah yeah it's really good um, the the scope of it and the, the the soundtrack in particular the soundtrack is amazing it's just so, it's so kind of epic and um, and immersive and yeah, the, so far the story is really good. Like people had a lot of problems with um, with two because it was kind of repetitive. And this, it, I, th- I mean, we mentioned this before. I think we've talked about it before. It plays a little bit like an MMO in mm. that you go around and kind of wander around areas and do quests and stuff like that. But to me, it, it, it's got all the best bits of an MMO where um, you can you kind of want to play with people. <laughs> well, yeah, that. <laughs> um, but you can if you want to. I think, but I, th- I don't think it's in the main game I think it's got separate multiplayer campaigns um, but like you you know you acquire um, influence and you get uh, you get quests that kind of repeat because you're trying to you, you, your goal is to amass influence over, over the area so that you can unlock new areas and new quests and stuff like that and so yeah. um, I don't know I just, I'm finding it really really like compelling and I'm sad that I haven't had time because I know I know people who have finished it like three times already, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, right. I can't even talk to them about it because this is I'm the a- real reason why I haven't played the game yet because I know it. Um, I need to give the time to it to actually yeah. really enjoy it and get into it. Mm. I, I could honestly, I I think, just sit down and play it for for days if mm. if if it, that was feasible. Well, uh, hopefully, I will be able to play it in the next three days because um, Hannah's going to Tasmania with work. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so I think this might be the time. Yeah. Wow, yeah. nice one. Will it be that or Dying Light? Oh yeah, that's out this week, isn't it? Well, it's it's out and it's not out at the same time. Oh, um, it's out on digital. 
Yeah, they came out and said that there's a problem with getting the physical copies on the shelves. So right. that won't be coming out till next month, but the digital copy... The shelves all broke. Is is this more zombies? Mm. Yes. Yeah, zombies literally Zombies and is. parkour. Yeah, that, that does sound interesting, but I've played infinity zombie games already. Yeah. I think I'm really... <laughs> I'm really done with this now. In in the same way well, that there don't need to be any more vampire movies, because we've seen <laughs> them all now, the good ones and the bad, I think zombies have come full circle, and we need to just let it die for a little bit. I think it's it's werewolf season. Fine. Well, I actually have t- owned two copies of Dying Light. What do you mean? I own the PC version, and I own the Xbox One version. I was about to say, you know, I think somebody over here wishes for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was I was considering getting the Xbox One version. Get it, we um, can play together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if I ever get time to play anything ever. Yep. You know that <laughs> thing we say we're always going to do? I know. Well, so here's the thing. Right now, I'm like, if I get any time to play anything, it's either going to be Civ Beyond Earth... Or Dragon Age, and I I don't think I should buy any more games because I I I don't know. By the time I get around to playing it, I could probably buy it for fifty dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. That's how much it'll cost by the time I'm ready to play it. Well, I just brought the Saint Row S four slash Get Out of Hell bundle pack from Xbox on the oh, Xbox. Yeah. Um, don't know why, just saw it, decided <laughs> to buy it. Right. <laughs> um. I was playing on my phone, I could buy it on my phone, so I got it. And then uh, I had a problem where Get, Get Out of Hell installed, but the Saints Row 4 didn't. I contacted Microsoft and went, oh yeah, there's a bit of a problem with that. I got a full refund, so I could go mm. buy Saints Row 4, so I got Get Out of free- Hell for free. Oh. That was pretty what cool. That's great. What is Get Out of Hell? It's a, just a standalone DLC thing. Right. So you can play it without owning the actual game. Oh, okay. But, but it's about oh. 25 bucks, and I got it for free. Yeah, right. Thank you, Microsoft. You're welcome. <laughs> is, um, is Saints Row 4 good? No, it is terrible. Okay, won't buy that then. <laughs> no. I, I used to enjoy the Saints Row games because they were... It was Grand Theft Auto, but a bit funner. Yeah. Well, not funner, <laughs> but no, a bit sillier. <laughs> that kind of was how they marketed it, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then they just went really over the top yeah like one of the guns which was banned in the Australian version was like the dildo gun yep <laughs> so they just got a bit silly for me mm. you thought the dildo gun was they a bit silly the and... well the fact that I didn't even get to use the dildo gun <laughs> wait so you thought that dildo you're mad that there is no. a dildo gun or that you didn't get to use it <laughs> I'm sort of <laughs> mad at both <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm mad that there is one, and then I move. Uh, yeah, and I d- also don't get to use it. <laughs> yep. That's just me. Yep, no, I'm with you. I'm complex. So, I don't know if you guys uh, heard. Um, Stan, what are new streaming services is up and running already? Damn. Yeah, this is the first of several streaming services that are being rolled out in Australia this year because yeah. up until now we've had fuck all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. Well, we've had we have had a couple but the choice and cost of them have been stupid. So the most important question I have is what good shows are on this? Okay. Um well, it depends on what you see as a good show. Okay. Um that's a defensive answer that makes me upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's got Breaking Bad, which I haven't actually watched. I haven't watched it either. So now I might watch it, because it's got... I'm not likely to, though. It's got everything. Um, IT Crowd, Lost Girl, um, Casino Royale. It's got all the James Bond movies. Okay. I like those. Mm-hmm. Um Community, um, I'm just looking at the screen and saying things that I see. Orphan Black. Does it have new episodes of things or only old ones? Um, I don't know what's new at the moment. Well, Community, for example. Television. Um, Community, the new season of that hasn't started yet. 
Right, okay. But they've got all five seasons that are already released, so maybe... Ooh, it's got oh, Dexter. Yeah. I haven't watched Dexter. Will it have Game of Thrones? No. Um, no. Game of Thrones is currently... Fox still have the rights yeah. to that. Yeah, that's right. Sons of bitches. And even when Foxtel released their Presto, their version of streaming, they're still not going to have Game of Thrones on there. They're going to keep that to the Foxtel subscription. Right, and everyone else is going to keep downloading it off the internet. Yes. <laughs> Fucking idiots. But, I don't know, from what from what it's on there, what I could see, for 10 bucks a month, I think it'll be worth it. Is that all it is? Yeah. Has it got Doctor Who on it? Uh, yes. Interesting. Talk to well, me, Torchwood. Yeah, and right. It's got um, how many seasons are they up to on Doctor Who? Because they've got seven here. Yeah, seven. No, yeah. sorry, eight. Just Ed. Eight, just Ed. So they're they're up to seven. Right. Okay. Hmm. But I'm thinking I'll probably end up getting this one, and possibly Netflix as well. Oh, to catch ones that the other doesn't have. Yeah. Look for ten dollars a month. Actually, I, that's quite cheap. Mm. I I didn't expect that. Yeah, it's price. yeah. But if you've got to um, buy one service to watch one show and another service to buy another show, and I don't know, it could add up. Yeah, uh, I think they're getting closer though. Um, Presto ten dollars is pretty Fox good. Fox should just go fuck themselves. Um, they're charging more than any of the other services are charging, and they're still mm. trying to keep their good stuff to subscription on Foxtel. Mm. If you are a Foxtel subscriber, do you get this included? No. Mm. Damn. Man. Who is who? Who is this, Stan? Um, I think this might be the one owned by Channel Nine. Right. But Channel Nine, don't they have a a subscription channel called Dave or something? I think it's called Stan. <laughs> who is it that has the Dave channel? I know there's one in England called Dave. Uh, is that what I'm thinking of? Mm, I think that might be oh, the one. Yeah, Dan's got Sherlock as well, and Ripper Street. They've got Ripper Street. They've got they've got quite a few shows. Actually, a lot of ABC shows. Mm. BBC rather. ABC over here. But yeah, up th- for ten dollars a month. Yeah, that's not bad. Can I watch this on my Xbox? Um, I had to go. I went out and brought a Chromecast. So I could right. do it, um, but I they will release an app for it soon. I'm sure. I've got an Xbox Media Center on my Raspberry Pi. Maybe I can use it. Raspberry with that. Pi sounds anyway, that's like pretty a interesting. copy rhyming slang for something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's a little computer. But no, I just went out and brought fifty dollars from Chromecast, and I just plugged that in, and that works fine. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I might try this out. It looks pretty interesting. Well, the other th- well, if I get my fucking internet to work, yeah. I'll try it out. It's probably going to run like ass. Mm. Um, cool. And so, what Netflix and what is it, what are the others that are coming? It's the Foxtel Netflix one, and, and I think Fox. I think it's called Presto. Right. And I think there's. I think Netflix is going to be about the ten dollar a month as well, and I think Presto's fifteen a month. But I all heard something that they might be splitting their television and. Movie, so you subscribe to one, the other, or both. Right, and it's QuickFlix as well now. Yeah, but QuickFlix has always been around, and it was never that good. Yeah, yeah, I, I used to get them to send me stuff out, but then yeah, they have Game of Thrones on um, QuickFlix. But here's the problem: you know what else is not very good? The broadband here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like true. that's kind of why this stuff hasn't taken off before and why it hasn't been a good market for it is because we still have to pause a YouTube clip that goes for nine minutes while it buffers. Yeah. Before we can watch That's it. That's true. I've watched a few movies so far and it's been okay. okay. I haven't had any buffering. There's been a few times where it didn't look crap the greatest, like for a minute or two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but didn't stop and I could still hear everything. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to give it a try, I think. I'm curious. Maybe wait, because I think they've got a first month free trial. Yeah, it says Maybe that. try and get your internet fixed first. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. I, but, okay, before we go, I really want to know why this kid writes a letter to Roald Dahl asking for help. Oh, yeah, do you want to hear this happened. before we go? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so um, I, I saw this thing online during the week, which was somebody who had written to Roald Dahl asking for help with an assignment. So it's, it's some boy who thought, oh, I know what I'll do, I'll just get Roald Dahl to help me. And he's actually... <laughs> now, I don't have his letter, so all the assumptions I'm making about his letter come from just the way that Roald Dahl has replied to him. Um, but right. it seems that he actually sent the assignment to him for um, for feedback. And um, his name's Jay, and this is, uh, this is what Roald Dahl sent back. Dear Jay, you are asking too much of me. You must realise that I get an awful lot of these letters, and you can't expect me to write your thesis for you. It should be fairly obvious to you thesis. what the role of the short story is in modern literature. It's a big one. Study particularly the American short story writing of O. Henry and Runyon and Hawthorne and Poe and lots and lots of English ones. If you want any dope on me, there's been an awful lot of profiles in English magazines over the past years, starting with, Feb- oh, starting with February 1979 issue of Vogue. I've read your story. I don't think it's bad, but you must stop using too many adjectives. Study Hemingway, particularly his early work, and learn how to write short sentences and how to eschew all those beastly adjectives. Surely it's better to say (laughs) she was a tall girl with a bosom than she was a tall girl with a shapely, prominent bosom or some rubbish. The first one says it all. Yours sincerely, Roald Dahl. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen King says that too. Keep it simple. Mm. I just think it's hilarious that people write to Roald Dahl with wanting feedback on their homework. (laughs) And that Roald Dahl takes the time to write back and point out how much of a waste of time it is. (laughs) His thesis. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Roald Dahl, you're our geek of the week. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.